Fierce ladies, welcome to the Moms in Real Estate podcast, where we unleash our unapologetic power to share the raw truth of our journeys. Brace yourself for a dose of empowerment, education, and encouragement like never before. I'm Kristen, a relentless entrepreneur obsessed with connecting and uplifting fellow boss babes. In this podcast, we're all about getting down to business, conquering motherhood, nurturing relationships, and so much more. Get ready to dive into the nitty gritty, embrace the hustle, and unravel the secrets of success in the world of real estate. We're here to ignite your fire, equip you with the knowledge, and unleash your limitless potential. Tune in as we redefine what it means to be a true boss babe. I am so excited to interview Kim Stegbauer today, the founder of Tomcat Studio and Tomcat Real Estate. She has had such an incredible journey pivoting from real estate into being an amazing blogger and then back into real estate. And she has one of the cutest offices of all times, which you guys are going to have to go and see. Today, we're going to dive into what it's like to pivot in your business. So let's jump into it, ladies. You guys, I'm so excited today because I am in studio with Tomcat in Chandler, Arizona. And me and Kim have been friends for a while. And she has had such a cool business. It's been a long journey. And what I really like about your story is that you've had so many pivotal moments to where you, it almost seems like at those moments, it probably was really hard for you, but yet what came on the other side was so much amazing, like creative businesses that you've built. And I'm sure some really great relationships along the way, and you're just thriving now. So I want to talk to everybody about the good, the bad, and everything in between on what it took for you to get to where you are today. So let's get started. Sounds great. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, well, right now I am the broker owner of Tomcat Real Estate and also Tomcat Design, which is um, formerly known as the Tomcat Studio. Um, the the whole concept of it is combining design and real estate mm -hmm. together. Um, we do we feel that there are so many um, crossovers and things that work together um, very naturally with so homes and design. Um, and pairing with real estate. So we're kind of taking this concept to a whole new level mm -hmm. um, by staging and staging our listings, also working with buyers and um, helping them envision what their homes can be. But we also work with clients just on design. So we also just do remodel design for clients, um, decorating, all of those kinds of things. So you guys, before I came or before we got on our podcast today, I was saying that when you walk into her office, it feels like um, Selling Sunset and Joanna Gaines had a baby. And what did we call it? We said <laughs> Selling, selling Acateo. <laughs> or Selling Acateo or Selling Waco is what we came yeah, up with, yeah. which it's super cute. So if you guys are watching the reel, then you're going to see it. But if you're listening, how can they follow you on Instagram? Because they have to go look at your studio. Sure. Um, Tomcat Studio on Instagram and it's Tomcat with K. Yes. And let's actually talk about Tomcat because I didn't know this about you. How did the name form? Um, so back when I started the business, it was um, after the real estate market actually crashed, um, I started a blog and it was when blogs first started. So it was back in 2008 and um, I had just had my 
babies, um, Tommy and Kate. So I named uh, the blog after the kids. Mm -hmm. um, and the blog was focused on like decorating, anything kind of Martha Stewart-ish. So it was decorating, organizing, baking, mm -hmm. parties, entertaining, holidays, all that kind of content. Um, and I had decided to actually quit real estate at that time and start this blog. And that is why I called it Tomcat. It's so cute. Okay. Yeah, let's actually back up a little bit. So you've actually been in real estate since right out of right right after college, right? Yes, I went to real estate school during college at uh -huh. ASU um, and got my license when I was 18. Mm -hmm. And so um, my mom was actually in real estate um, my whole life. That's all I've ever known her to do. And she encouraged me um, to get my license then. I had worked as a receptionist at her Coldwell Banker office. Mm -hmm. That was my first job when I turned 16. <laughs> and then it just seemed like the natural progression to um, get my license. Yeah, and then so you worked with her for a while and then the crash happened and then this is when Pivot One started, right? Yes. So her and I actually, um, I was a marketing major at ASU and I kind of went in that direction for a little while. So I took a little pause and focused and worked at an advertising agency, mm -hmm. but I wasn't happy in my position there. And she said, if you hate your job so much, mm -hmm. why don't we start a business together? So we actually I started a brokerage together, my mom and I, and we worked together for about 10 years mm -hmm. um, doing that until the market crashed. Yeah. And the market crashing, like what was that like for you? And how old were your kids at the time? Um, the kids were little. They were toddlers okay. at the time. Um, and and it was hard. Mm -hmm. It was hard to be in real estate um, with little ones. They were, they were like one in three at this time. So mm -hmm. they were little. But my mom, being in business with my mom, it was great because we, we traded off. So yeah, if that I would, would be great. Yeah, so if, if, if I needed to be at the office, then she would watch the kids mm -hmm. and vice versa. So mm -hmm. it worked out really well because they were kind of part of our business arrangement. Mm -hmm. um, so we were both able to still work and one of us be there at all times, either with the kids or in the office. So that mm -hmm. was great. But when the market crashed, um, I just, it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense anymore um, to keep doing real estate. Yeah. Well, and you wanted to spend more time with your kids. Yes. And what I love about this pivotal moment is I don't think you actually planned to have happen what happened because you blew up. So you start this blog and it's called Tomcat and you're sharing like your kids' birthday parties and like stuff that you're already doing and then all of a sudden it like caught on. So tell everyone what happened. Yeah, I think I was just really lucky with the timing because mm -hmm. like I said, blogging was new at the time and I had started following a couple different blogs. One was like Project Nursery because mm -hmm. of the kids and it was decorating and then Decorate, which um, was also another blog that was mm -hmm. very you know new and it was this, but you could get this content so easily and regularly. Yeah. Um, it was almost like getting a magazine, but online. And yeah. it was such a new concept, but I thought, oh, this could be a good avenue for me to share my creativity mm -hmm. and and really um, whatever I was doing in relation to the kids. And it just really caught like wildfire. Mm -hmm. It was it was really amazing the timing. And I think with social media too, at that point there wasn't Facebook or social media. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but that benefited my business because I grew along with it. So as blogging became popular, as social media became popular, all of that just grew with it. Yeah, no, that's so big. So what was kind of your biggest takeaways from that business? Like if you were like to say, this really helped me in my next business or anything that you want to share. Yeah, so the, the original Tomcat was focused on parties and entertaining and that's really kind of where my audience directed me to go and what they wanted from me. So mm -hmm. I really focused on that and I loved that part mm -hmm. of it. I loved creating my kids' parties. Um, and creating holiday crafts and things like that. And I was so into it. 
Um, and so I started styling photo shoots. Mm -hmm. I started selling um, party printables on Etsy. I was one of the first. Wait, what is a party printable? <laughs> I, I was actually reading this. I'm like, I don't know what this right. is. It's like when you can print off your own banners and cupcake oh. toppers and all of that for the okay. party. So I didn't even know you can do that still. Oh, yeah, okay. I think you still can. I'm late to I the mean, game. I mean, it was kind of, yeah, it was a while ago. Okay. <laughs> but it wasn't a thing. You had to buy, normally you had to buy your invitations and just mm -hmm. fill them out or whatever. Oh, yeah. Where this was customized mm -hmm. and then we would send it off to the client you know the customer and they would print it at home and make all the pretty things okay but to showcase those I was styling photo shoots with all the dessert tables and all the pretty things mm -hmm. um, and giving all the ideas on the blog mm -hmm. and so then they would see all that inspiration and buy buy the products mm -hmm. um, which then turned into a party supply store online and we were shipping you know tens of thousands of dollars of party supplies every month so cool very cool and what came from that um, was that brands started seeing the photo shoots I was creating to to feature my products. Yeah. And so um, the biggest one was HGTV. Yeah. So when they saw what I had created for a Halloween dessert table, mm -hmm. they contacted me and said, we love what you're doing. Can you create content for us? So wow. that ended up in a huge partnership over many years yeah. of us styling photo shoots and creating um, crafts and recipes and things like that for HGTV. That's insane. What are some other big brands you've worked with? Um, Pottery Barn Kids is a huge one. That is huge. It was amazing. Some of our work for Pottery Barn Kids made it into the catalog even, even though it was more fo focused on parties. Mm -hmm. We would incorporate their uh, products or like, for instance, like we, we featured their um, their cute pink retro kitchen in like a baking party photo shoot, you know, mm -hmm. so it helps sell their products but show um, all the pretty things and all the ideas to go along with a party related to that. So I would fly to San Francisco and shoot with their production companies and things like that. It was it was really a cool experience. Did you start out like photographing your own stuff or did you have a photographer that did that? I've always had a photographer. Okay. So I've had friends who are photographers <coughs> that have done some for mm -hmm. me. And then actually um, I had a photographer that... Um, she was shooting some clothing lines for little girls mm -hmm. and that's kind of how I even got into this mm -hmm. was that she asked me to style a set mm -hmm. for her clothes the clothing line she was shooting and she wanted it to be like an Alice in Wonderland whimsical theme mm -hmm. so she brought me in I styled like the whole table set up so it'd be the background of like featuring these cute dresses for this mm -hmm. um, clothing line and I literally like drove away from that shoot it was like it was like four in the morning, it was exhausting. By the end of the day, it was like a 12 hour shoot or something and I was like exhausted and crying, but I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Oh, I'm I love so that. Happy. Yeah, and I just knew like this was it. So mm -hmm. I did that for many, many years. And then what, why did it end? Um, it kind of morphed um, a lot of amazing experiences came from that. Um, I was traveling a lot, the kids were little and uh -huh. they were growing up during this time. Um, but I still had my own, it was so nice to have my own thing and really be sharing my passion and, and having them, you know, watch that. So they were growing up from the, you know, the young, the younger years, the grade yeah. school years and their parties. Well, as, as things went on, they kind of got over the parties. Like mm -hmm. it was a lot about my kids' own parties and they were kind of over it as teenagers. Mm -hmm. They didn't, they, they weren't interested in the, the QC parties anymore. It was mm -hmm. one reason. The other reason is it became more mainstream. Yeah. Um, where Party City and Target and all of those those places were now carrying a lot of the specialty party products that I was selling in my yeah. store so it didn't make a lot of sense to continue when you mm -hmm. can go buy it at Target yeah so totally it was definitely time like to do something different and pivot the business 
And when you decided to get back into real estate, you had to go back to real estate school? <laughs> yes. So during that whole time, that was like the second 10 years of my career, mm -hmm. where it was crafts and parties and things, um, I let my license go, which mm -hmm. I should have never done. <laughs> no yeah, one... if anyone's listening here, we've both had that happen and it sucks. Yeah, do not. You <laughs> do not want to do that. that school again. Um, it was much easier the second time, of course, because I actually had a had 10 years of real estate experience, so yeah. you actually understand the content you're learning, but to have to go sit through that again was not fun. But my mom and my husband were both uh, brokers, so there was no reason for me to keep it at that time, and I thought that's where I'm sticking you know, with that business, and, and it was successful, so I thought, I don't need it anymore. But mm -hmm. I did end up going back to real estate school. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how I found moms in real estate. Yeah, we actually have to share this story because I found this to be like so awesome. Um, so tell them how, how when you were in real estate school you saw us actually doing like a talk show of moms in real estate when we first started yeah so I just where the real estate school was I saw the logo and I saw your backdrop mm -hmm. I don't think I saw you there I think that's how we connected yeah but, um, I saw the moms in real estate logo it was pink mm -hmm. <laughs> it was adorable and I was like who is that and who, who what are they doing because I need to know about that so I looked it and up that was like seven or eight years ago yeah it was a while ago yeah 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 so cool I love how everything comes like full circle yes I'm like oh there's actually like cute branding and someone's doing cute branding and real estate amazing I know yeah. which took so long for people to do how Catch important on. do you think branding is in real oh, estate so important mm -hmm. and that's kind of my passion another passion and, and forte that I love is the marketing and the branding and all of that um, it's just always been something no matter what what business I was doing with Tomcat that I that I love to focus on. Yeah, and it really like it helps in so many different levels when you have your branding down. So what like maybe if because you're so great at marketing and branding, what would you give advice to like maybe somebody listening right now if they're like, I don't even know where to start with that? I would say like do something unique because now, yes, there's pretty marketing and there's pretty branding in real estate, right? Like now we see it all the time. Yeah. But it all looks the same yeah. to me. It does like it is pretty and it is pink and it's you know, it's it's so it's so overdone now mm -hmm. because there's so many templates available and so that you have to now differentiate yourself too. Yeah. So it was like when that all first started, you know, when we're getting into, you know, more 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 stylized branding for realtors and women realtors and all of that, but then we have to make sure it's not so similar to everybody else. Yeah. How is that going to stand out if so you're then, all using the same template? So then if a new agent came up to you and they're like, okay, I could go to Canva and make my own logo or I could invest and hire somebody who knows what they're doing, which direction would you tell Ooh, them to go? That's hard because mm -hmm. I love Canva. I know. <laughs> um, I just helped my daughter make a logo for her. It's not a little business in Canva, but um, I do love it, but that's because I'm also... I can do it myself, mm -hmm. and I and I feel like confident in my capabilities mm -hmm. to use Canva to create branding and logos. But not everybody can, and mm -hmm. you don't want to just take it off the shelf and stick your name on it and and be done. So, yeah. it depends. Depends how how good their skill set is to be yeah. able to create it themselves. Yeah, I think that's a great and answer. make something memorable and different. Yeah, because you can. You can go and type in logo in Canva and something comes up and you could slap it on. It might like the way you just put it, I was thinking of like when you go in a tattoo shop and there's all those tattoos on the wall and you're like, I'm just going to get that, that one. one. <laughs> no, you don't do that. You go and like create one Meaningful. from scratch. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, okay, so let's dive into you opening up your own brokerage and like how everything that you've done and how it's like led up to Tomcat, the yes. brokerage. Okay, so... Um, after that whole kind of 
phase of my life or phase of Tomcat, the business with the parties and the entertaining. Um, like I said, the kids were kind of over it. I was kind of getting over it. It was becoming more mainstream and I just wanted to do something different. I yeah. felt like the, the, I was just over it. Mm -hmm. And so I, all along, all these years, um, my husband and I have also been moving and flipping homes. So mm -hmm. we've lived in 20 homes in like 21, 22 years of marriage yeah, almost. Insane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so this is something we've always done and been passionate about is finding the ugly ones that need our help <laughs> to be pretty and then selling them. And that is a, a, a great strategy to mm -hmm. do. Um, so we have moved every year, sometimes less, sometimes two years, one to two years since we've been married. So um, we're always on the lookout for the next deal and something that makes sense for us and our family. Are you right now? Always. Oh, always. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yes. Always. So, and we've been in our house two years, so it's about time. Oh my gosh. Yes. yes. I want to buy one of your old houses because yeah. I'm sure it's really cute. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so with that, we have always still done real estate, done flipping homes, all of that during all of these years with Tomcat. So my husband works in real estate as well. So he had his job, I had mine, and then we did this together. So mm -hmm. it's kind of how we've, you know, been successful in our life and grown, grown our wealth and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, with that timing and kind of wanting to pivot the business, my thought was, so many people ask me all the time to design their homes or mm -hmm. after they see my home they want oh can you help me with mine well i was busy with with parties and everything else i was running i've never yeah. would never help anyone else design their home so mm -hmm. i said what if i take this brand i already built mm -hmm. um and pivot the brand because the brand is known and most people who know this brand mm -hmm. if they like parties and entertaining and the kids stuff they probably like home decorating yeah. too, and they like design, Absolutely. and they want to. They're gonna. It's the same audience. Yeah, and so um, I decided let's pivot the brand, keep the brand name that I built, built mm -hmm. a huge following on social media, um, but pivot it to design and real estate. Yeah, and offer clients design services mm -hmm. and also the real estate portion. It's so perfect. <laughs> I love it. Would you ever have fore foreseen this when you first started? Um, when I pivoted, I mean, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so with this office, because mm -hmm. this has been about a year that we've been in this office, um, the years leading up to it, this is what I wanted. This is what I envisioned. It yeah. was a goal to have No, no, no. I mean oh, like sorry. after ASU. Oh, no. I mean, no. I never thought about pivoting back to real estate mm -hmm. once I left. I okay. thought that was going to be it. Mm -hmm. But things change. And yeah. you have to be ready to change with the, with the market changes, whether mm -hmm. it's the market, whether it's customers, clients, whatever is going on in the world, mm -hmm. things have to change, right? Yep. And it's fun to change. It I mean, is fun scary, to change. It's scary, but it's fun. Yeah. So it's, I love business. I love being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. and I I get excited for what's next what's new you know like me too hundred percent yeah. yeah so then what are you excited for like what's next for you so right now I really just want to focus on um, on building this team and mm -hmm. building this business here in this office local mm -hmm. um, I want our processes to be done I want our marketing to be perfection mm -hmm. um, everything to just be working really really well and that all my team all the women are successful on my team um, and everybody's out there doing their thing yeah um, that's that's right now how many women do you have right now 12 there's yeah. 12 of us so cool yeah 
Yeah, some staff, some de some design only, some real estate only, um, mostly that are doing both design and real estate. Mm -hmm. And if they're not, then they want to learn the design side if they're agents. They're passionate about both. Yes, yeah. yes, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. What else are you passionate about right now? Because I know you want you have like this fire in you to help women. Yes. So tell us a little so, bit about that. Yeah. So um, the reason I reached out to you, yes. I know you've been asking me to do this uh -huh. forever. Like you guys, years. years. I've been years. asking her to be on the podcast, and she's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was at an event, Powerhouse Women, uh -huh. um, which I know you frequent as well. Yes. Um, and I just, when I was in the, the kind of the entertaining party phase of Tomcat, I was very involved in things like that, that were inspiring to other women and other business owners. And I loved that piece of it. And I didn't realize how much I missed that part, mm -hmm. um, of sharing and, and community and collaborating and all of that. And then going to that event with, that was, um, an idea of one of my team members going with four of us to that event really reminded me of of that piece mm -hmm. and that I do have a lot to share that I shouldn't be hiding no, you <laughs> and shouldn't. I should be sharing my story and you know trying to inspire other women to do this because we all can do something amazing mm -hmm. and um and so now I feel I feel called to do something more and get back to that and get back to sharing and inspiring and, and really connecting more yeah. again. Well, I'm so glad you reached out to me because I'm going to keep you busy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, I have uh, one last question before okay. we leave. Okay. If you had a genie in a bottle, what would your number one wish be? Well, I think on that same note of, of being able to um, inspire, right, other women and just inspire all around. I want to inspire my kids. Mm -hmm. um, I think I have. They've watched this whole process. You know, you kind of mentioned that before that, yeah. that they've watched me do all of these changes and change the business. And I think I'm setting an example for them. And, yeah. and they definitely have that spark to be entrepreneurial. Mm -hmm. And um, so not only inspiring my kids, but but being brave enough to get out there and do more of things like this, mm -hmm. podcast interviews, things like that, and and share more of, of myself and my story and to inspire other people. I think a wish would be that I wouldn't be so nervous to do that. <laughs> you will. The more you do it, the, the more it gets easier and easier. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll have you on stage at Flourish for sure, which I know you guys all know I talk about all the time. Oh, so boy. if you go to theflourishevent.com, She's going to be up there one day, and you'll have to come see her. So thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, it's Barbara with Your Tax Coach, and we love helping entrepreneurs save money on their taxes. Here's a quick tax tip. If you're a real estate agent and host client appreciation parties at your house, did you know that your business can actually pay you rent personally for up to 14 days per year, and it's completely tax-free to you, and it's a huge business deduction on your business that can save you thousands of dollars in taxes. For more info, follow us on Instagram at yourtaxcoach or go to our website, yourtaxcoach.com. Hi, it's Kim and Whitney from Real Social Agent, and we love helping real estate professionals create social media content that helps them grow their business. If you're a real estate professional looking to save time and create more effective content, we're about to make your life so much better. You're amazing at what you do, and we're here to make sure everyone else knows that. From social media coaching to custom content creation, our job is to make you shine. Follow us on Instagram at Real Social Agent or download our free Reels 101 library at the link in the show notes. Thanks, friend, for listening to the podcast. We love having you in our community. If you enjoyed our podcast, please leave us a review or share it with a friend. 
Also, we'd love to connect with you on Instagram. Go follow us at Moms in Real Estate.